Welcome to the ProCom Podcast, hosted by Paul Vogels, with expert guest interviews, case study reviews, and insightful discussion topics. The ProCom Podcast leads the Project Controls conversation. Hello and welcome back to a new episode of the ProCom podcast. Today we have scheduled for an educational trick and it's going to be around also one of the blogs we have published, Why Project Controls Help You Achieve an Integral Planning System for Project Data Collection and Warehousing. So the podcast of today is going to be about project data and business intelligence and project intelligence. And let me first set a scene where we are going to talk about. If you look at the trends, for example, in Google searches or in McKinsey reports, you can see that for the last five or six years, the demand on business intelligence and on data has been increased by 500%. The interest in BI worldwide has grown from well, let's say what was a number one at 2015, 2016 is now five times as much as it was a couple of years ago. And it has to do something with the availability of data because well, the ever increasing pile of data is growing. If you look at the amount of data stored in a mobile phone today is enormous. If you look at the chips who are produced to drive a car, not per se a Tesla electrical car, but just a regular petrol-headed car. They need many, many chips, data, memory, etc., etc. So everything is becoming more and more intelligent. And because of that, we also see in the business world the business intelligence. And for example, if you look at one of the definitions you can find in Google, etc. Uh, there's an old definition from uh, a Mr. Eswine, and it's already written in 2005. And he's saying business intelligence is about how to capture, access, understand, analyze, and turn one of the most valuable assets of an enterprise, raw data, into actionable information in order to improve business performance. And if you look back to, for example, what we have as a definition of the project controls, you see that it's well 95% the same. It's about analyzing, capturing, monitoring, and data collection to improve insights in projects, programs, and portfolios to improve a better project success for the project stakeholder. So if you change the business intelligence and the business in that, uh, in that sentence into project, that's where we are going to talk about. So all the data relevant for a project, program or portfolio, of course, that's what we like to call project intelligence. And the project intelligence or BI, uh, we really um, see the, the improved efficiency in a project because it can be there at the push of a button. It can be there on almost any device and it can be there by aggregated data sources. So as everybody knows already, we are, we are talking about episode number 12 of the project controls. 
um, podcast. Yeah? And if you ever missed one, uh, please go back and look at one of the others. Uh, for example, for a system uh, special or a software special, the common data environment, uh, that's where all this BI data is, uh, is living in. Uh, but it needs to get there. So BI is also a, well, let's call it the glue in the integral planning or into the integral project management systems. We know from the knowledge areas that we have been discussing earlier in the, in the ProCon podcast, it's about time, money, and scope, resources and risk, of course, uh, but also the chains in one of those fives, communicating about them and the value and the value for that stakeholder uh, uh, in those eight or seven uh, knowledge areas. So if we are changing the communicational way, also, our people and processes need to change. If I was a guest, for example, a turnaround uh, environment, a site where, um, where a chemi chemical uh, factory was shut down for two or three weeks uh, to clean and to repair everything which was needed to be repaired in as short possible time as, um, uh, as available. Um, then there was this big wallpaper printed out on the wall with a schedule and with sticky notes and with pens and papers and markers and what can you find more in the, in those uh, in those building environments to report on the actual status of a, of um, of the project but as we all know that as soon as you push the print button your data is getting older and older yeah? because yeah, when once it's on paper it can't be changed without printing something new so with the digitalization and everybody or most people have a smartphone with an internet connection or a tablet or a laptop or a 40 inch, 80 inch, 100 inch screens on the wall and you can print or push the data into these, uh, into these devices. Uh, but the data still needs to be changed and still needs to be updated very regularly. And with the updating cycle and then we're talking about your process again, it helps you align those processes and those knowledge area side by side. And that's why project controls can help you in achieve such a project data collection or a common data environment. Because in one case, your schedule is based in OPC, Oracle Primavera Cloud, or Primavera P6, or Microsoft, or one of the other scheduling tools. Your cost management system produces all kinds of financial invoices, payments, commitments, etc. cetera. Uh, the scoping uh, lives in your WBS, for example. Uh, the resource manager uh, has all its, its people and resources available in, well, or in a project control center or in an HR center. Um, and to connect those, eh, and it used to be done a lot, and it's still going on, but a lot was done by actually interfacing that means I am copying one data set from tool number A into tool B, for example. And if there's a change in one of those assets, let's say an HR system, there's a change in an AR, HR uh, asset. Eh? Somebody is going from a 40-hour working week to a 36-hour working week. The system, the HR system, triggers a process to update the data into the other systems. This is a very uh, heavy process. Um, it's done many, many times. 
but what we see nowadays is also by connecting different data sources uh, with Oracle BI, with Click BI, with Microsoft Projects, uh, sorry, Microsoft Power BI, for example, you see that it's fairly easy to have an extract from that 8R system or a direct link through technical stuff like web services or APIs to capture the data from one system into what we like to call a dashboard and connect it in that dashboard to other system. So everything has a unique ID. And I know that person number A is working on project number 20 and the activities are linked to, to his ID. And by that mean, you need to think about your process because everything needs to be aligned. You can't compare apples to pears. Um, you can't add up hours and euros to each other or dollars. So you need to translate or transform. And this can be done in the original sources, but also in the business intelligence sources uh, applications. You need to transform that hour of work, for example. You need to extract the hourly rate from that resource. And then you can count euros to euros in this case. And that is why a tool like Power BI can facilitate the change or the awareness in the alignments of these processes. And that's why it's very important. If you look at the dashboard, you need to look at it from, from a project intelligence perspective. What do I want to see? What is the actionable information? What are the very valuable assets in my project data? And how can I transfer, transform them into, for example, a KPI, a key performance indicator. So I'll give you another example. Um, in, in those scheduling environments, the Gantt chart was printed out years ago, very, very often. On a PDF or on a big A0 paper, pinned against the wall, and people were looking at it. But it's very hard, or you need to be trained very good to see from well, maybe thousands of activity if a project is on schedule. By transforming that data, for example, into a KPI, and one of those examples for huh, if my schedule is on time is the scheduling performance index, the amount of work which I have planned compared against the, uh, the amount of work I have actually completed, this can produce a very simple figure. It's a one if, if they are equal. And on the other side, it's more or less you're on schedule, you're behind schedule. So with transforming thousands of lines with your progress and your schedule into one KPI, namely the scheduling performance index in this case, a very simple actionable information can be produced on a dashboard. It can be a traffic line traffic light, um, it's red if we're behind schedule, it's green if we are on schedule or, or up, uh, in front of the schedule. It can be a gorge uh, where you can say, okay, I want to be between the 0 0.9 and one, for example, that's my safe threshold. Well, in this case, it's very easy to understand and, and people are very uh, good at visualizing data. Also, 
what it helps for in a or it helps with in a in a process matter is rationalizing your gut feeling. If I talk to stakeholders, if we have people on the on the show here in the Procon podcast, there is all always this well in a positive way, emotional rash, not rational, but emotional uh, intuit, intuitive gut feeling. Yes, I am very confident. I have my my gut feeling is that we are doing the right things. By having a BI dashboard or a project intelligence dashboard um, into a warehouse, you can see, for example, trend analysis. Eh? Are we are we speeding up? Are we slowing down? Are we on the same pace? Where are we going to? This doesn't need to impact your gut feeling eh? because it's the people in people processes and tools are very very important but it gives you a factual um, proof or a factual under underpinning of what is your feeling if your feeling is you're doing very good if your thresholds are exceeding the green limits what you want to achieve then it's very easy to prove what you are feeling the other way around if you're feeling very good and it's for example an amber traffic light then you can drill through or filter or dive into the actionable information to to see what causes this um, this amber um, uh, this amber uh, traffic light for example so having a bi solution helps you on this process one thing I want to tell more on the process is um, uh, we have been working with many, many schedulers. We have been training many, many schedulers in our Primanet Academy. Uh, in our staffing agency, we have more than 50 scheduling engineers, which we train on a, on a daily basis or staff out on a day, daily basis. A lot of the questions they get are to transform data. Can I get a project status report? Can I get an insight into schedule? And if they delivered this schedule, for example, the project manager says, you know, I want to have it sorted by product breakdown structure or by work breakdown structure or by discipline code or by well, whatever code you, uh, you want to do. The guy or girl in Matter goes back to his laptop, changes the filtering, 10 minutes work, prints it out again or PDFs it again, sends it back to the project manager. Yeah, this is good, but can you make some color adaptions or can you make some more clear understanding, etc. Et By the tools which are in place right now, and, and if you look at the, the um, uh, experts on this, it's what they try to call self-service BI, is where the project controls team uh, with, for example, a BI consultant and a business consultant and application consultant, prepares a standard dashboard, a standard report with all kinds of uh, functionality out of the box, standard functionality. Eh? It's, it's, it's very easy to implement from, uh, from Power BI or ClickSense or, or whatever tool you might uh, use. Um, uh, but there are filters on this dashboard. So instead of the project manager walking to the desk or calling the, the project control scheduler, uh, he just can filter it by himself. And if he sees something which he doesn't like, he can drill down to well, more granular dev, uh, detail level, for example. And by changing this process from a push to a pull, and the project scheduler sending 
the schedule to be assigned, uh, um, analyzed, changing into the project manager, pulls it out of the system on whenever and wherever he wants. In the morning at seven o'clock with his cup of coffee or in the evening at, at eight o'clock or at noon uh, 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 when he has a project meeting, for example, he can have the latest and uh, the near time, uh, uh, near real time data with the functionality to drill through, dive in, sort, group, color, whatever you want. And that's what you need to think up upfront to, um, to do this. So on the process level, um, BI reporting, BI dashboarding is very, very important. Um, on the tools perspective, it can tie different systems into each other without making the big interface. Um, and it's easier yeah? it's not um, uh, interfacing if, if you if it's your profession it's not hard but it needs more robustness than for example a bi dashboard um, it's easier to connect a new source yeah? if you have to weather data in an excel sheet it's very easy to import this and you don't need to make a very very complex connection to to the um, to the weather station etc etc uh, so it's more easy to, uh, to do. so on a tools perspective perspective it's also very um uh, very good that it facilitates the integration in, in this. Um, and on the, on the last part, uh, the people are more in control. I, as a project manager, have the insight at the click of a mouse instead of walking and asking the project controls engineer for the third time if he can change the grouping and filtering, etc. Um, I can make trend analysis, so I don't have a printed screenshot or a printed uh, uh, state of the project at a certain time. I can roll back if I would like to, uh, or fast forward if I uh, if I would like to, uh, with projections, with cash flow projections, etc. Um, so also from a people perspective, they are more into control. Um, this makes the project controls engineer, the project control scheduler, for example, also more in the middle of the organization because. In a schedule, normally everything ties into the schedule because of the time perspective. Um, and there is the need for the scheduling engineer or the project controls engineer to be in the middle of his stakeholders, ask all the questions to everybody and be more proactive, be more communicative. That's where we see the well, traditional P3 schedules in the basement now into more communicative people uh, very strong on, well, not negotiation skills, but trying to to mobilize people to share information as they have it. Don't hold back information because, well, if we don't know what we don't know, it's hard to steer on. Uh, and that makes one of the new, um, I think uh, Simon Sinek said, it's not the soft skills, it's the human skills, which are more and more important nowadays. That makes these project controls engineer more of a, human skilled person uh, as well. Um, he needs to talk huh, because when the tools are integrating, he needs to talk to the financial department. He needs to talk or she, of course, needs to talk to the logistics huh, because if they send stuff out, they need to know when it's ready to send out. That's where there is also with going from a single project to a multi-project or a portfolio a management a theory, um, also the in integral theory, and, and this is this is a very strong uh, theory. Uh, for example, by Ken Wilber, uh, 1970, uh, a famous American philosopher. Um, 
He wants to have multiple ideas and multiple thinkers into one framework, and that's where he needs to align. That's where he needs to transform processes, all kinds of dimensions, a holistic approach to, to, for example, a schedule or a project, etc. And that's where this people processes and tools comes together in well, what we like to call delivering project insight, but then on a literal basis. Eh? There is a factual insight, namely a BI dashboard or a BI solution to have project insight. And this project insight makes the project manager more in control because he can focus on what's important. I try to use the metaphor of a pile of documents with 100 documents. And in general, in every organization, 80 to 85 uh, files, documents, don't contain any uh, issues. Eh? They are the, the, the good projects, eh, which are in time, in budget, in scope, etc. There is, well, maybe 10 to 15% what needs to be, uh, needs to be handled. Eh? There needs a little bit of changing or management on to get this back into track. And there is also eh, on a 100 uh, uh, projects, for example, there is always one to 5% uh, which are um, running late or running out of budget, etc. If you have this pile and try to visualize it for yourself, if you have this pile of documents with 80 uh, projects on time, 15 projects running a little bit late, but can be fixed, and five projects which are uh, due or behind budget, etc. If they are not organized, you need to get the first one, check it, it's a good one, set it aside. You need to check 100 documents to have a holistic overview of the portfolio. If you sort them, for example, where the red ones, eh, and red is the metaphor for the, the projects which are out of scope, out of budget, out of uh, schedule, for example, if you put them on top, and then the 15 amber ones, which can be managed to go back to the green ones, eh, which is the 85, it's very easy to focus on the five which are red, and that's the management perspective, then the 15 orange amber uh, projects, which needs to be managed. And then if you have spare time, well, then you can look into the 85 uh, green projects. Uh, but the focus of a project manager should be on those amber ones, trying to avoid them going into red. So the red ones are already late, but that should be managed before they turn red and try to steer those projects back into the green ones. If you have an automatic sorting mechanism on files, that would be great. Um, if, it's a, if it's IT data, it's a push of a button. There is a traffic light, there is an amber light, there is a green light, there's a red light. And just by clicking on the amber ones, you see these 15 documents compiled from a page of 100. A pile of 100 documents on your desk probably, well, it's a large pile, but hey, you can still see the, the, the screens. Uh, if you work at a multi-million organization or an oil company or an infrastructure company, um, you don't have 100 projects, you have 1,000 projects, and one project is maybe even as big as, as the pile of 100 small projects. So the increase of data, the increase of project complexity, more stakeholders, uh, joint ventures, uh, financed uh, uh, DBFM contracts, design, build, finance, and maintain. We got it more and more complex. So also your data will uh, will run exponentially, uh, especially 
if you take trending into account, because with well, every new trend point, the amount of data doubles, uh, and then another project data amount in the next point, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. So that's where we try to uh, visualize data in in simple forms like BI dashboards. In complex forms, eh? a BI dashboard can be can contain multiple reports, different project uh, knowledge areas, um, making it to actionable data, making it very easy for people to um, uh, to look into it. And just by looking at a Power BI is one of the best examples. Eh? It comes almost out of the box uh, with an Office 365, eh? so with your Word, Excel, and Outlook. Uh, uh, subscription based. If you want to buy it separately, it will cost you probably nine or ten dollars per month. Um, uh, one printer with the walking time back and forward is more expensive than ten dollars per month. Uh, believe me uh, on uh, on that. Uh, so by a very easy way, you can have it on your phone, you can have it on your desktop uh, in uh, in a web browser, you can have it on your iPad, uh, you can have it synchronized every minute, every hour, whatever you uh, you have. It's very accessible. It's very user-friendly. And they are really looking into the UX UI, eh? user experience and user interface. Eh? How can I change and alter this dashboard for my needs? It's the self-service BI uh, aspect we have been talking to. Business intelligence, project business intelligence will become more and more important. Where a project board, a, a zero printer years ago, they buy a 100-inch touchscreen in their building environments as we speak. I have seen um, containers with 100-inch touchscreens integrated into this to show dashboard, to show interactive schedules, to show um, KPI dashboards, etc., uh, and and go even further from this dashboard into the actionable drill-down information and then go directly, for example, into your lean schedule in Oracle Primavera Cloud or into your cost management system to upload a new document or to approve in a workflow in, in PMWeb a new cost uh, change, for example, and then go back into the BI dashboard. So from drilling down, going back up, um, you can see the impact of the action you have done and hopefully this amber uh, traffic light turns into green. If not, you go into the next actionable piece of information, go into your commitments, recommit or disapprove or review, etc., and then go back. You don't have to wait, for example, on a new print, on a new insight, 24 hours later when everything is again um, uh, extracted and transcripted and, and, and visualized, etc. It's with this data intelligence and, and the pile of data, which is growing every single day, it becomes more and more uh, with the click of a button. So a recap for, uh, for all, you, all you listeners, um, the project controls uh, environment is changing more into the uh, data uh, environment as well. BI intelligence is on your complete business uh, uh, assets. Uh, there's a subset, what we like to call project intelligence. Uh, and with uh, such a visualization, and that's what it is at the end, it's a tool. And so it, it helps the tool uh, to be delivered 
in a more practical way um, on on a, on a deployment basis on on a web uh, web page or on the uh, on the website even or on the iPhone whatever you uh, you want to use and um, it integrates other system uh, without having the the actual synchronization of that data it helps you to align the processor because you want to add euros to euros and not hours to dollars because that's a, that's a little bit hard um it changes the way people are working here without asking somebody to change something actually look at it uh, yourself uh, click filter sort group or whatever um, you see relationships and huh? one thing I, I didn't mention yet is what's called the power of gray huh? by selecting for example one discipline uh, you can see that a group of contractors will be grayed out and that's where the power of gray comes from and by the graying out of those contractors for example you can you can draw the conclusion that those contractors are not working on this asset that's hard to find in a, in a regular schedule because then you need to check everything by hand. Uh, but that's the relationship Power BI or, or BI dashboarding I can see. Um, and also on your people, it moves a traditional scheduler into a more project controls, a more communicative, human-skilled um, uh, advisor, uh, goes for the information, explains, uh, captures the information, uh, talks to people, and negotiates on hey can I have this piece of information because it really is a puzzle in the uh, in the project controls dashboard um, and you put the responsibility to the people and the project manager as explained in the process can filter group by them by himself when he needs to when he wants to if he wants to do it Friday night at uh, eight o'clock that's possible Sunday morning at the breakfast uh, but he doesn't need to wait when the schedule is back or when the project controls is back so we're very um, well, very broad uh, podcast on project controls data. Uh, if you want to see things from uh, uh, from project controls, uh, please visit the Procon website, proconpodcast.com. Uh, there are a lot of use cases on this. There are a lot of software um, specials on it. Uh, Oracle, PM Web, Safran, Sevis. Uh, we want to get on board uh, later on uh, uh, this year, uh, and even we are we are working on a, in a BIM solution. And a, a BI solution, uh, of course. Uh, so that's that's on, uh, on the planning um, use cases. We are always interested in your project. So if you have a, a really cool project and you want to be in my studio uh, in Rotterdam, or we can do it digitally, please reach out podcast at procompodcast.com uh, or visit the website, uh, ping me on Instagram, LinkedIn, whatever you might have. Um, and if you are still interested by this Procon podcast, subscribe yourself, uh, Apple, Google, Spotify, uh, or on the proconpodcast.com. Uh, and even also uh, interesting, there is a blog written um, uh, on this topic, uh, which I read out earlier, and it's why Project Control helps you achieving an integral planning system uh, for the data warehousing and the project data collection uh, part. Uh, it's on blog.primanet.com. You can subscribe to the new uh, new blocks as well thank you for listening for now hope to see you and hear you uh, back in two weeks um uh, for now this was the educational track on uh, project controls data on bi reporting uh, looking forward please subscribe cocompodcast.com and uh, hope to see you next uh, next two weeks thank you very much thanks for listening to the procom podcast to listen and watch more episodes, you can subscribe and access the resources mentioned in this episode by visiting proconpodcast.com. 
We look forward to seeing you on our next episode, where we will continue to lead the Project Controls conversation. The ProCom podcast and the associated resources is published under copyright to Primaned. All rights reserved, no reproduction of this content is permitted.